the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're sitting on the porch here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And we'd love for you to come on by and visit with us and ask your gardening questions in person. Or we welcome you to call us at 210-308-8867, 210 308 And Calvin and I both made it today. Yeah, I was, I was a little nervous. Calvin got here early. Yeah, we should have done it. We should have done a Mac show. We should have pretended like y'all didn't make it. <laughs> I would have just been panicked. And, and uh, yeah, let's uh, give that weather again. Uh, for those who didn't hear it the first time, uh, looks like we're going to get some rain in the coming week. And, uh, yeah. And we and need it. The Blue Bonnets need it. And the joke with uh, Charles is always, you know, if I ever have to do the show myself, how often are you watering it? Uh Uh-huh. Maybe too much. Or it could be too little. All right. See how that works for you. Call us back. Let's go to Fred on the line at uh, 308-8867. How often are you watering it, Fred? Uh, (laughs) Well, that's one of the important questions. It is one of the important questions. That's all I've picked up after all these years is how often are you watering it? No, that's not true now because you do some... Well, uh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say fair gardening, but we don't know. We just see yeah, that you, gotta, you, you work at it anyway. I do work at it. <laughs> I got I tell you, I, the, the strawberries. <laughs> Are you a pestilent? I am. I am. Dud. I have gone from being a strawberry dud to a strawberry stud. Boy, I, my strawberries are happy as can be. Boy, they taste good. That uh, I haven't gotten them yet. Too. Oh, do they? Got, you got you actually, haven't eaten them. They haven't. They haven't gotten to that point yet. Uh oh. Are they in the sun? Yeah, but they weren't in the sun. For a long time. Oh, okay. And I wasn't fertilizing them properly. Yeah, because we've been, we've been harvesting them. Oh, man, don't make me feel bad. In I'm fact, this morning at 9 o'clock, yeah, they had, o'clock. A, had a, uh, on the Country Reporter, Hill Country Reporter. Or yeah. Oh, were they talking about the strawberries? Talking about uh, the straw- potty strawberries. Cool. Well, they look like they're coming along. They just, they're coming a little slow. So they're going to be even that much sweeter because they've taken their time. I yeah. wonder how the uh, hard freeze uh, affected them. I took them in. Oh, I, well, I'm besides about me. outside. Oh, yeah. Field. Now, mine it didn't. Protein. Mine it, uh, of course, all I've got is the two of those half barrel, yeah, half whiskey uh-huh. barrels. And there are ones up in the earth close to the house. And then there's one a little ways down the hill there. They weren't affected at all. But that's. Uh, not in the hot, not in the coldest part of my yard. 
Good. But uh, yeah, the fruit and the fruit has been high quality. A person forgets uh, how good uh, strawberries taste oh, when yeah. you when you have a variety and you harvest them when they're ripe, oh, yeah. rather than when you harvest them to ship to You're right. someplace. Um, so they yeah they're very good. I'm, I'm gonna think I'll, I'll try to remember make them a, a serious planting next fall. <laughs> well, they're so decorative too. You yeah use, they you, are. You use they're them pretty, for pretty leaves. Yeah, they won't freeze. Yeah, and the fruit yeah, and the blooms and the fruit uh, show off. Uh, so put that down and everybody in your little uh, gardening notebooks that uh, try those next fall. Uh, we had two perennial varieties. One was what festival or f- yeah, but one was fantasy one. or something. Yeah, something. And uh, then there was another one too. But both of them uh, are real desirable plants and productive plants. I hope I hope uh, our grower is gonna get some next year. You know he he grew these uh, because of David Rodriguez and and uh, Dr. Larry Stein had done some. Uh-huh. Test on them, and uh, determined that those two were the best yielding and uh, best tasting. I don't think they produce the one runner. All the plants. Uh, yeah, that's unusual. Yeah, I had eight. I think I just have eight plants, but I don't didn't see any runners. Just really big leaves and the full plants. Yeah, kind of like you would want them if you were. Maximizing uh, short-term production. Have you been fertilizing? Yeah, I, good. I, I fertilize with the uh, water soluble fertilizer. No, Osmocote mostly. Osmocote. Okay. Cope Hi, have you mouth? got a question? Are you no. just you're just admiring us, huh? No, <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> Thanks. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so you tell us what you think. Uh. We had a question, had somebody walk up a while ago for a plant ID. Yeah. And it was it was near a cactus. Okay. Under a under tree. a cactus. Oh under a cactus, okay. And so I said, It's not a cactus, it's, I thought you were seeing pups. Uh-huh. And then they showed us a picture and it was uh we both uh considered it to be a loquat. And yeah. I and I instantly the cactus and the low-caught, I instantly saw my, the mockingbirds on my succulents yeah, yeah. sitting there pulling a low-caught plum apart, you know, yeah. and, and dropping the, <laughs> the seed there. And so that that's not unusual to have uh, them reseed yeah, in uh, that situation. Now, it surprised me, too, Jerry. Remember when we had a caller a few, uh, right after the big November 14th freeze, and he said he... He didn't think his uh, plums uh, froze, his uh, uh, loquats froze. And, of course, we said, well, don't be so sure about that. Yeah. Now, I'm beginning to think mine didn't all freeze. It's That's like, good. It kind of thinned yeah. them out a bit. Yeah. If they thinned them, if that freeze thinned them, but did you did your favor. So it's really kind of surprising because the most in the past... Uh, you have a freeze like that, you would expect they would be all... Yeah. All that, uh, the blooms would be wiped out. Because they were full bloom. Did people once use loquats as a, a like a barrier, like you might use bamboo or something? Yeah, you could do that, but now uh, they, we were discussing, should the, would the deer eat them? Oh, okay. 
and uh, we we decided that they're they're not one of deer's preference plants. In other words, uh, that that's kind of like our saying: on some days, uh, given some conditions, they'll eat. Oh, okay. It. But I I I can't ever remember anybody complaining about uh, loquats being eaten. Yeah, I and can't. they got a leathery leaf. Yeah. I can't either, but I, then I I think of that, you know, the in neighborhoods with deer, you have a tendency to have things naturalized that uh, the deer won't eat. Yeah. And in my neighborhood, I don't, I can't remember any loquats that are outside of fences. But they'll eat the fruit, you say. Oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they like the fruit. Yeah. They get access to it. And yeah, that's a good thing because you. Uh, the people complain when they have a fruit year that uh, oh, messy fruit fall, it's messy under the tree. I complain because you don't you never know what you're going to have out in your driveway. Raccoons for sure. Well, yeah, possum. Oh yeah. Raccoons are a little quicker to move out. You know, if you turn the light on and you go out to get the paper and you you know they're gone. <laughs> but the, the possums they just get get into those plums and they. Well, they can't see you. Play dead and yeah, all that just, stuff. Just, uh, just go about your business and I'll go about mine is how they kind of have that attitude. That's, uh, if you got youngsters, uh, that's something you need to teach youngsters at a young age. So if you got a possum out in the yard, go out there and pop him with a stick and he'll, he'll lay down and play dead. Oh, okay. And then he'll come back. Not only the kids... <laughs> but 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 if you got a a terrier or a dog, oh then, yeah, yeah, and uh, now, it's always you... funny to see how the dogs react. Some just lose interest, <laughs> and others, oh it's good, great, it's huh? good, it's not going to fight. You know? yeah. <laughs> Does it eventually fight if they keep poking at it? Oh yeah, oh. you back them in a corner. Yeah, because they got they got a bunch of teeth. They're yeah, not, they do. They're a little sharp. Yeah, and they're ugly when they're. Fierce and defensive. Mm, oh, and, yeah, uh, they're scary. But anyway, uh, that was loquat. Now, as far as you, if, oh, we, can we, if, ask it if we have uh, somebody can call in that the deer have eaten the loquats in their area, yeah. I'd, I, I'd be interested in hearing that. And hey, I, I also, uh, uh, let's remind everybody, too, if you've had experience with deer and uh, Mexican plum, let us know. We're trying to clarify. I'm beginning to think that it depends on your neighborhood again. Got a question from the crowd, and you'll be on the air. Go ahead. How can we help you? Thank you. Um, whilst I was in the U.K. Uh, for quite a few years, I used to have all sorts of roses. I know the temperature here is different, the soil here is different, but what can I do to get all those different types of roses, multicolored roses, here in San Antonio? And again, uh, I'm up in the hills rather than down in the plains. No. Well, they're not. <laughs> it's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, they're a little, they're more difficult to, to grow here. We got more pressures from funguses and uh, insects. But, the, you know, there's... Uh, it's hotter here. Yeah, yeah, that, that hot nights in the summertime. But uh, the, there's a column in the Express News... You take the paper? I didn't check it today. On Saturday, it'll be in the back of the, sport, the sports is the gardening. And that's about the tough the tough modern roses 
and old-fashioned roses. We've got a we've got a kind of a library of them. Jerry's and his team has done a lot of work with uh, identifying them th- further and marketing them. But there's some some really easy uh, roses to grow and easy ones to take care of. They're spectacular. Uh, so you, you you might start with that. But you can grow hybrid teas. we got lots of... Yeah. When are we going to... Yeah, I was going to say, uh, one of the things that you can do besides this advice is on the 23rd, here at the nursery from 10 to 2, the San Antonio Rose Society is going to be here. And I'm sure they have people that are in the hills and stuff. and um, <laughs> No, but they could tell you kind of what, what you could grow, or you could say, if you said, I used to grow, this was my favorite, they could probably figure out, okay, the closest thing you can do here is this, or they'll tell you, yeah, you could do that here. You just have to do blank. But, yeah, they'll be here on from 10 to 2, and they're just going to be setting up a little table, so you just come and ask them, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll work with you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Do sure. you have uh, trees? Do you have a lot of shade? We do. Well, that's a problem. No. Yeah, they need to be in the full sun. So, yeah. We're, you're, we're you're, giving you lots of there's, challenges. There's nothing, there's nothing that can. And then if they're uh, in no full variety sun. that can overcome Then they're, if they're in full sun, they get the, the, the 100 degree heat sometimes. Yeah. But they, what happens with our roses is that we just have kind of a, a lull in the middle of summer. So we have, uh, you know, we have this boom period right now that's starting. And then in the fall, we do a little prune, and then they, they bloom until the freezes come into December. So you get quite a long period. What's your favorite color? Everything. Everything, uh, okay. In, again, in the U.K., it, I, I used to have gradients from white going yellow, orange, light pink, dark pink, and dark red. Okay. Well, you got, look at Belinda's Dream for sure. Yeah, man. that was. Yeah, good. Belinda Dream is a good one. And uh, my favorite is uh, uh, Katie Road, which is a, it's not a not as fancy or floral quality as Belinda's Dream, but it's a f- kind of a flat, a brighter pink. And they've got rose hips too, but those two together in a bed really look uh, look nice. And, and, uh, and we, we happen to have a few. Grandma's yellow, one called Grandma's yellow. I'll check this out. And it's yellow. Yeah, oh, it's and, a it's uh, a beautiful that's, yellow. That's why we have trouble uh, growing here. Yellows. That one's tough too. Yeah, yeah that's that a good plan. What about jasmine? How easy is it to grow jasmine here? Um, which one? The a lot of them. Are. The fragrant one. Yes. Carolina's easy. Yeah. Uh, If you if you get the right one, you can grow jasmine here for the fra- you want it for the flowers and the fragrance. And the flowers. Uh, I'm trying to think of the one that's that's around here that uh, that's kind of a hand-me-down jasmine. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. Of, I can't think of the name of that uh, jasmine that we sell. Uh, um, I don't see Trace. No, Trace walked in here, but he'll come out in a sec. We got we got two that are kind of are tough landscape feature plants. We got primrose jasmine that is a huge plant's booming, waxy. Now doesn't have much, doesn't have a fragrance though. Uh, 
That's the, that one's real desirable because of the deer donate. Well, in fact, most of the jasmine are the yes. deer donate. I, I think the name of it is uh, Samback or Samback. He may jasmine. What what's the jasmine that y'all sell that's fragrant? Is it Samback? One more time. Jasmine? Fragrant jasmine. Oh, that's the, probably the Confederate star jasmine, the binding one. Oh, the Confederate jasmine. Confederate but there's, uh, there's six or seven of them. Uh, are there? Jasmine, which might not be. Not, not, not right now, huh? Yeah. But, uh, that, so, so there are a number of them you can grow. Like the Carolina jasmine has a fragrance of blooming up a sort of storms some places. Uh, I don't I think right now. Carolina was blooming. Yeah. Jasmine, they call it. Oh, Yeah. And uh, so that that's, and it's kind of a, rather than a vine, it's kind of a leaner, but it's very vigorous. And it'll grow across the ground, too. Yeah. All righty. Yep. Thanks Good very much. Thank you, you betcha. Thanks. Thanks for dropping by. Come and, again. Uh, come, come, come by on the 23rd. Because, uh, yeah, you'll get lots of great information. That's not next Saturday, but Saturday a week. And, and you'll have fun talking to them because they'll enjoy hearing yeah. about your experiences in the U.K. and uh and hopefully they can uh, share some experiences with you, so that'd be good. They'll have to bring Jackie in. Find your sunny spot. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Quick second to talk about Spider-Man Pest Control. For over 40 years, Spider-Man Pest Control has been helping San Antonio keep pest free. If you've got roaches, and Jerry used to have roaches, and now he doesn't. We don't know why. Scorpions, ants are really bad. Fleas are going to be a problem. Mosquitoes will soon be a problem. Uh, we're going to have you have, uh, you know, the bigger stuff, uh, those uh, wildlife issues like, uh, you know, like those possums or uh, little mice. Squirrels. Mama mouse and squirrels. Rats. Spy- exactly. Rats. Oh. Yeah, well, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man's team is uh, has a lot of clients that uh, deal, you know, that have uh, tree rats. If you got a really, you feed the birds. If you got a really, a uh, lot of cover and shrubs and things in your landscape, uh, you can expect you can expect to have tree tree rats around. Yeah. Well, give Spider-Man a call, and he'll help you get rid of termites and all these other pests like that. Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. We're going to take a break, so while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, the Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's spring vegetable garden seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what 
what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right. The San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. The movie Captain Marvel tells the story of fighter pilot Carol Danvers, who is exposed to an incredible power source and becomes one of the most powerful superheroes in the universe. This mid-level entry in the Marvel movie franchise twists and turns as it unfolds the origin story of its female protagonist. It speaks of heroism and sacrificing for others. However, as you might expect, there's lots of pummeling and blasting in the mix, as well as a few language issues and some crude illusions. So I'll give Captain Marvel a 3 out of 5 for family friendliness. Check out the full review at PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Are you looking to buy or sell gold and silver in San Antonio? Then I recommend you go see the professionals at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. Owned and operated by proud American veterans, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is dedicated to professionalism and your privacy. They order their coins and bullion direct from the trading floor. So you know you're getting the most up-to-date pricing possible when you buy. And when it's time to sell your gold or silver items, they pay top dollar. They also accept and sell Bitcoin and major cryptocurrencies. Call or text the owners, Tony Arterburn and his wife, Melissa, today. Call 888-667-1836 or just go to wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch here at Millburgers talking gardening with you and had a lot of questions. So, well, um, so far from people here at Millburgers. So yeah. we encourage you to come on by and ask your gardening question. We had one. Uh, she was bragging on her um, her blue bonnets. She yeah. Had, she had a, how many maroon did she have in the... Uh, oh, she had a bunch of maroons. In yeah, there. they're very pretty. Did you get the feeling she said they were from transplants? But yeah. Did you get the feeling those were, yeah. those were planted this year or they came last, from seed this year? last from, year. Last year? Yeah, because I think the, the maroon were... Transplants were hard to get this year. Yeah, time. yeah, we didn't have a lot. Um, but I, I, that leads me to also to remind you, uh, we want some blue bonnet reports. So uh, call us and tell us where you're seeing them around town. Uh, right near the uh, Terrell Hills, um, so uh, Carnet Word area, Alma, um, Alamo Heights, we got some reports from there. 
I knew Braunfels. But, yeah, where are you seeing a lot of them? I so, saw some long 1604 right there before where oh, you get right? off of Blanco. Yeah. And we will. Like that, that hill yeah. usually has a, a nice little patch of them. In fact, even where we turn around, uh, there's a, you know, if you go that way and you turn around to go back that way, Which you'll is, see a, The listeners love that. Yeah, okay, so you're going this way now, right? All right. <laughs> then you're going to turn left. Okay, then you, right there to your right, you'll see it. <laughs> But they have the uh, Indian paintbrush and no. the, uh, blue bonnets all mixed. And I think the Indian paintbrush come out after the blue bonnets, or they stay longer? Yeah, they come out in the sand, but I think they come out after the blue Yeah. Bonnets. Okay. Well, you know what? I've really been pretty spectacular in my yard has been the uh, those yellow primrose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even the part of the yard I try to mow... Uh, they they could spread. Oh low. yeah, yeah. So it kind of opens up the whole environment for them, <laughs> and, and and the color is uh, yeah, that matches the, the grandma's. Uh, no, this is the yellow. This matches. I mean, the, yellow. the yeah. grandma's grandma's yellow rose. Pretty spectacular. But uh, the, that once you get into that uh, wildflower, you know, and I keep talking about that blue curl. That's another one you want to find at least a nooks and crannies where you can grow that because uh, it's a very attractive plant and a good uh, source for the butterflies for nectar and hummingbirds like it too so how is your butterfly garden how's the certified butterfly garden looking here at it's, um, it, it's it, it's in transition it's it's good it's got the uh, winter annuals kind of dominating calendula and uh, uh, all those uh, all the plants out there that were Looking, looking at now, you know, dianthus and um, stocks and and our alyssum, and but it's also got the uh, oh the mist flower going to take over. Uh, you know, we'll be producing some blooms pretty soon. And now that now the trick is uh, well, always what we're faced with, and this this year it looks like it's going to be the same way. Uh, we saw that monarch yesterday, yeah. and there were some other folks that were real butterfly conscious over there that were looking at the butterfly garden, and they they said they've seen monarchs too. The problem is the if the monarchs get here before the uh, before our milkweeds are have produced enough foliage for them to lay eggs, they'll just you know you know we won't get a lot of action there. No, but we got still. Uh, the, I think we'll continue to get them through March and uh, April. So oh, okay. Ho- hopefully the, the <coughs> Maybe these are scouts. Out. Yeah. I don't think they have monarch scouts. I was going to suggest that, uh, yeah, we get calls uh, from people we could do. Because you aren't 100% sure. I think you were like, it's early, more so than by by the color. And you thought it was a monarch. But it, intuitively, My you were fur- like, that doesn't makes yeah. sense it shouldn't be here yet yeah my first reaction was that it was a giant swallowtail but then, yeah then we got it so closer we'll, to us and it was a monarch we'll take monarch reports and we'll take purple martin reports too so 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 did you see how how subtly i would talk tell that lady how to keep her she had maroon and blue planted together 
Yes. And I gently told her. I think I was gentle. <laughs> you were. No, wasn't I gentle? Yeah, you yeah, were. What he said, he said, rip those blue ones uh, out of there. Rip them out. <laughs> Curse at them as you do. <laughs> uh, oh, and, 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 and I, I told her they're cross-pollinating now. They're pollinating. The bees are yeah. pollinating. And she, and so she had a wonderful we don't smile it, up until that time. We don't want any blues out there to contaminate the maroons. And it's almost like she didn't even want you looking at her pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and she backed away from the. <laughs> yeah, when I said pull those blues out, she had that look in her eyes like, it ain't happening. Yeah, she just, she cringed. I was, <laughs> actually, you were very nice. You're matter of factual. You said, you know, if you want to keep those maroons, you're going to have to pull those blues out. And she was like. <laughs> oh, but he, but we, I was proud of him because he, had he, a did pretty say, bad. he he did say they'll you'll get some lingering maroons for at least two right, years. Right. Yeah, but uh, that that's one of the one of those uh, facts of uh, wildflower life or blue bonnet life. Is yeah, they cross pollinate. Blues end up. Now, you remember? I don't remember how many years ago it was. You were you just come from your. Uh, Oh, seeding yeah. your reds. Yeah, and gave you the, fr- the... Yeah, you're cleaning out... You didn't want to... The old seed. You're cleaning out... Want to clean out the back of your pickup truck, there but you, you didn't want to waste all those... <laughs> so we just did... We just swept it out and cleaned it out and uh, my kind of vacant lot there. And gosh, all those reds came out. They were beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, three or four years, they were, they were booze again. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, you, very few people will pull them up. No, they look gorgeous too. I mean, that's the problem. Oh yeah. All right. Well, two one zero red three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. And I know it's too early, but uh, yeah, the maroon poppy reports. Mine are really getting <laughs> nice and big. Yeah, they're uh, going to get big uh, and start pre- uh, shooting up. Okay. Uh, what we call bolting. And uh, the oh, before the flower. The larkspur seem to be kind of a parallel growth pattern to those poppies. Oh, okay. They're that's, oh, that's okay. probably right. Yeah, they're tall and and big, but they haven't uh, bloomed yet. Bloomed yet at all? Was she talking about Laura Bush petunia too? Yeah, she had uh, color had a Laura have? Bush uh, mixed color. Yeah, okay, and, and uh, large plant. She said, "Yeah, it was a huge plant. I oh, think she wow. had it in a mailbox." You know, one of those planters in yeah. the mailbox? And uh, that looked pretty. she said it bloomed all, all winter. That's a tough plant. Yeah, so a Laura Bush. I have the pink one. Is the pink a Laura Bush, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I got them last year. I got both. And I think I neglected the pink one a little bit. Really? I know it's hard to believe. That's hard for me to believe. But uh, And so it didn't do well. And once everything had kind of... Yeah, gone. I just took it out, popped it out of the the little container because that's what I did. I left it in the container. Okay. And I just put it aside. There you go. On a on another planter. Okay. So now what I have is I have a planter <laughs> with this lump in it, and this beautiful pink petunia coming out of the lump. No, oh, good. Yeah. So lump. What is a lump? The lump was the the. That's that's where he just dumped the. Yeah, where I put the exactly. Yeah. Where I dumped the uh, the container that it was in, so like you probably have some in the original container too. Maybe so. Maybe it'll come back. The little uh, can you recognize a little bitty petunia? Uh, no. A seed from Steve? No. Okay. I bet you have some in the original, original container. container too. Maybe so. Well, no, the original container 
I never took it out of its little yeah. six and a four and a half inch they square just the thing. The whole root system and everything. So I just went. I, it had died. So I just kind of went. And oh, okay. And yeah. But anyway, my point being, <laughs> not what a bad gardener I am. My point being that uh, how tough and forgiving it is. That oh it, yeah. Once it got rain and once the weather was right, yeah, it's it's and doing how really well. easily they reseed. Yeah. It's one of the few plants that uh, don't moan and groan when they. Realize they're going to Milton's oh, Garden. No, it's like okay, yeah, this is just gonna, give it. They say give it's gonna be rough, but we can take it. Yeah, just give us a chance. It doesn't matter. You know, we'll we'll <laughs> find a way to survive. And yeah, they're very, they're very um, hard to find. Uh, probably the best way to get a start of a uh, bush petunia, either the purple or the pink, like you got. Is order the seed from uh, Wild Seed Farms up okay. in Fredericksburg. Uh, John carries those petunias, and uh, when we first put those on the market, because it's 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 about the only place you can buy old-fashioned petunias that mm-hmm. reseed themselves. Uh, these hi- new hybrids don't you don't find uh, many reseeding of those. Uh, but anyway, buy the seed and just just cast them out now. Okay. Throw them out now. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. and uh, I'll check. I'll ask Trace, too. I wonder if they have the packets. That'd be fun to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so you can go online or Wild Seed Farms or if Millburgers carries their... Yeah, they, they have a rack from yeah. Wild Seed Farm. We'll have to look and see. But when we first put that on the market with John, um, it's the only plant he ever... Had the uh, only seed he'd ever had that I've sold a blue bond. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, they're people wanted reseeding petunias. Okay. And they like the name Laura Bush. They sure are pretty. Yeah, they're pretty and tough. Uh, anyway, I got a question and I don't think I can answer on on blue bonds. Uh oh. I, re- I got it in yesterday. That I have many blue bonnet plants on my acre of land. It's the best crop I ever have this year. However, there's something killing them. The plant stems at the base next to the ground become discolored and hollow, so the plants start falling over and dying. I've sprayed with a fungicide, a miticide, <laughs> an insecticide, but it's still happening. With the field so thick, I wasn't able to get it to get it properly applied to all the plant. I've dusted with seven dust to try to stop the spread. People love their blue bonnets. They're, they're mm-hmm. trying to. Do you have any suggestions? When I caught the flowering branch above the damaged stem and put them in water, the flowers continue to bloom in. But, of course, the plant dies from the stem damage. So what do you think, Calvin? I don't know. I, I guess uh, I'd ask some questions. The first, I'd wonder what percentage. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because uh, in the wild, the, uh, a certain percentage of them die. Yeah, and depending on the weather and depending on the soil right. that he has. Um, and if I had to bet, I'd bet this lady's overwatering them. 
That could, yeah, that could be because yeah, they are. If sensitive. she sprayed with a fungicide, miticide, insecticide, and seven of, she's she's taking too good. Remember, the blue bonnet is the Texas state weed. Okay, mm. it's like the weed in your lawn. Plus, it's yeah, and it's and it is sensitive to to overwatering and sensitive to, to excessive rain. Even. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, we talk about we need rain to make uh, the the produce the best bloom. The uh, few well timed rains, but that doesn't mean that it can deal with uh, rains. I have some that I planted at the end of my uh, vegetable garden. Yeah, and the ones that are doing the best are the ones that are the farthest away from the drip irrigation. <laughs> yeah, the ones that were right on that first. They don't line. like a lot of water. No. Not it's not like even the, in the wild sweet peas or the things that are right yeah. water and get watered next to them, and uh, so I, I'm I'm thinking that they were overwatered or something like that. But like, the the question is what percentage of them? Yeah, because if they came up thick, they're more prone to naturally thin the population. So. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any way she can correct it other than. Uh, that's one of those things. Back off on the water. Yeah, that's right. one of those things you don't want to look at too closely. I mean, you don't. Yeah. You get. You start. Uh, well, it's just like my plant is dying, so I gave it more fertilizer. So mm-hmm. That does, that's not the answer. If you, if uh, uh, have to, each plant has some. Uh, Characteristics or sensitivities, and of course, the both Jerry and I. The first one we think of with blue bonnets is the the water situation. But that, and there's ca- some caterpillars and things that might be involved. But and mountain laurel sounds like uh, mountain water yeah, sensitive too. Sounds like the uh, I was thinking like the summer squash, you know, the uh, the vine borer. Yeah, on a, but I've never I've never seen that in a, no. in a blue bonnet. But like I say, a certain percentage, even in the wild eye. So uh, when now that we're growing transplants of them, we're individualizing those seed and those plants. So we see every genetic flaw in every plant. And so uh, even in flats, mm-hmm. we see yellowing plants and uh, uh plants without a growing point in the top, and we just pull those out. 210-308-8867 is the number to call to be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. Let's talk to you about deck and patio care. Yesterday would have been a beautiful day to be out on the deck. Uh, Today's a nice day, too. So uh, if that deck is not the way you want it to look, or maybe you want it to, to just spruce it up, the place to call is Barry Hagendorf's Deck and Patio Care. Barry has been doing this since 1985, uh, and uh, it all started out of a situation when his mother almost slipped on the deck that he had, and he began to research deck care and how to improve it. And uh, he's come up with some great solutions, and Barry is pretty much uh, the deck expert in San Antonio that people go to. Uh, Some of the stuff that he's done is very innovative and very effective. I encourage you to go look on the website and the before and after pictures, and you'll see the same deck, uh, one that's gray and black, and the other one where he's treated it, and it's nice and new looking. So when he says in his commercial it really can look new again, 
It's absolutely true. You can see it in the pictures. So if you want to get that deck uh, looking new again, if you want to uh, take that pebble stone driveway and make it look sharp and shiny, uh, give them a call. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. That number is 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. But it's real easy. Deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right, the San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. Including Surveillance Solutions. Your home or business can get a state-of-the-art Surveillance Solutions security package that includes a 4K high-def color camera, 8-channel 4K network video recorder, monitors, installation, and more. Valued at $9,000 right now for only $5,000. Exclusively on the Marketplace page. At 930amtheanswer.com. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com, W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R, LawFirm.com. 
Hello, friends in SAT. You need to call OMG. OMG Kitchen and Bath. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, and OMG's full-time creative designers and staff will make you so proud of your newly remodeled kitchen and bath. See what I mean at omgkitchenbath.com or stop in the OMG showroom on Nakoma. FYI, OMG is A-rated with the BBB and Angie's List. But call OMG ASAP, 210-535-1000. That's 210-535-1000. Thousand OMG Kitchen Bath.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210. 210- 308-8867-210-308-8867. Hey, I um, wanted to give you the weather forecast real quick and uh, tell you what's no going rain on. rain Tuesday. Let's see if rain's still on Tuesday. Yep, uh, Tuesday night now. Oh, okay. I don't know if it was Tuesday. Has it changed a little bit? I, I don't remember yesterday. Did I say Tuesday or Tuesday night the rain? Well, I, I think it was always been Tuesday night okay. into Wednesday. I thought it was kind of, kind of expected it a little sooner than... Well, here's what it I've got. seems like it's moving back then. According to weather.gov, I'll give credit where credit is due. 20% chance of showers today after 1 o'clock. So that's coming <laughs> up in 15 minutes. Otherwise foggy, otherwise cloudy with a high near 75. Uh, 75? Wind. Yeah. Still warm. Still warm, absolutely. Tonight, 50% chance of showers. Cloudy with a low around 61. Okay. Uh, um, what percentage did you say tonight? Uh, 50% new precipitation amounts of less than a tenth of an inch possible. Oh. Trace. <laughs> That's not a rain. Meh. Okay. That's not what we need. I've never seen them give new precipitation amounts. That's an interesting little yeah. sentence. That's different. That's what we need. Okay. A rain. Monday, 40% chance of showers. All right. Cloudy, high near 71. 40% chance of showers Monday night, and thunderstorms cloudy with a low around 62, so it sounds very pleasant except for the rain. Tuesday, 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. That's Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high near 74. Wow, okay, well, here's where you need those uh, that cloth. Uh, southeast wind, 10 to 15 miles per hour, gusts as high as 25. Wow. When is that? It's Tuesday, and then Wednesday night... Showers and thunderstorms low around 58. Southeast wind 15 to 20 miles an hour with a high with gusts as high as 30 miles per hour, and chance of precipitation yeah. is 80 percent. Keep wait. those cloths on the tomatoes. Or wait, wait until after the 15th. No, yeah. and then put them. Then yeah, let's cause, see. Because uh, we're still, we're still. Uh, you know, the normal recommendation is after March 15th, and even then, we recommend you uh, hang on to some of those if you pot them up. Um, because the, so, the soil plant. is, yeah, the soil is, even we've had like three warm days, but we had a, quite a few days of cool weather. Um, the uh, Saturday when David is here, uh, it'll be partly sunny with a high near 64, so it sounds like it's going to be a pretty day. Uh, David's presentation on spring uh, vegetable gardening is rain or shine. So even if it somehow the weather forecast changes or it gets cold, We'll just move it to the um, that new, greenhouse. Yeah, that new greenhouse. Is yeah, really, that's really perfect for that. Yeah. All right. Now, so, yes. how far out does it go? Just a Saturday? Just a Saturday day, yeah. 
Why do you do? Uh, so, uh, newscasts, weathercasts last night, and uh, they went out a little further than that, and oh, okay. they're predicting cold temperatures again. By by cold, I'm talking in the 50s mm-hmm. and yeah. 40s. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Coming up Monday, Tuesday. Well, is that an of issue? the following week. Because the lows on Thursday night and Friday night are the mid-40s. Oh, is that right? Yeah, according to weather.com. I'm looking at AccuWeather now. Maybe that's what I was listening to hearing. But no, you can do AccuWeather as a 10-day forecast. I can look and see. But anyway, two, two reasons to, co- to keep that cover on there. Uh, hard, hard rain. I hope we have hard rain. Uh, the wind and the possibility of uh, another cold snap, not as hard as the one we've had. The low forty uh, in the low forties. And what comes with thunderstorms sometimes? Hail. There you go. Mm. Did they say it, Mike? Wow. <laughs> so uh, you need to leave those covers on uh, if you haven't got them on, and you need to move your potted tomatoes to a protected area. Yeah, and hesitate. It is not always easy to be a gardener. Yeah. No. Hesitate, uh, you know, at least give another week see what how this is developed. Yeah. Well. If you got your if you got them potted up, potted up already, they shouldn't be uh, you're, you're, they're not at the point where you have to rush them into the garden at this point, I don't think. Yeah. Now, if you, if you want to pot some more up or get them already potted up, or, or plant them in the garden, protect them. Uh, uh, Millburgers protected their uh, tomatoes during that uh, cold, windy condition that we had, and they look as good as new. Yeah. In great. fact, Milton got some today. Some tycoons. Isn't, isn't that a good-looking tycoon over there? Yeah. A four-inch, four and a half inch. I told Jerry we so went they're from, big. They're never going to be here again. To <laughs> The tycoon. Yeah, the tycoon. All right, let's see. I'm going to look at the from Thursday. I'm going to pick five days from Thursday. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, 46 on Friday is the low. That's the 15th. The 16th, the low is 44. 42 is Sunday is the low. So the high is in the mid to low 60s, and the low is in the mid to low 40s. And then Tuesday the 19th, it starts getting. So on St. Patrick's Day. Hey, we'll be on the air in St. Patrick's so Day. So Hill, Hill Country, uh, you, you're flirting with the frost there. And uh, if you're covered with that uh, uh, row cover, uh, that protective cloth, uh, that'll give you five, six degrees uh, protection and also uh, protect you from the wind. So uh, just a... And my old Latin teacher, I don't know if she's dead yet or not. She used to say, a, a word to the wise is sufficient. Oh. When she was getting ready to give a test the next day. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> How often did she say that to you? Well, very, too often. Too often? Okay. Me in Latin. Uh, who is our, uh, our uh, the extension director, uh, that you always tease about whether she's Norman Vestal? Huh? 
Norman no, Vessel? Shirley. Or? No, Shirley. Oh, Shirley Johnson. She's still alive. I saw her the other day. Yeah, well, she was at <laughs> Car- <laughs> Carrie's uh, retirement. There you go. And, uh, gosh, I can't. Somebody sa- said that you and I are always <laughs> asking whether she's alive or not. <laughs> Poor Calvin got thrown yeah, in. Yeah, he got thrown in on the mix, though. Yeah. I said, no, not me, not me. No. But she she usually can uh, take that pretty good, but it looked like she was uh, serious. I thought she was going to do uh, exercises or something to show how lively she was, because uh, she is real lively. And Yeah, she she was... Uh, she took it well. Yeah. <laughs> she said that I would be the first notified when she dies. <laughs> that is nice. Yeah. Uh, and she did not, and she was too polite to say. <laughs> the chances are Jerry's going to pass away there before I do. There you go. <laughs> but I think she said that, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think she did, too. Okay, I got another question in. That kind of hits close to home. Uh, on Dwarf Yopon Holly. That my Dwarf Yopon Holly and Rosemary Shrubs are 16 years old now. Huge and out of control. I thought they were supposed to be a dwarf. Is it the. But when you let them go 20 to 40 to 30 years. Is that, uh, is that what you're talking about, the dwarf Yopa? Yeah. Huh. 16 years old. They're, they were originally planted in five gall- as five-gallon shrubs. They continue to be very healthy, but have outgrown the area, obscuring the view from the street of much of my, much of my front porch. That is a description of my house. I want to know how far I can cut them back and still have them sprout new growth and thrive. Now, when you're talking about a plant that big. How how tall did she say it had gotten? Well, they're obscuring the view from the street of our front porch. Now, how how tall are yours? Yours are only seven foot or six feet. Five feet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, if they're five feet... Of course, it's easier if she. I better put them six feet. Six feet. Hopefully, she can. Uh, <laughs> what that, that, What do you want to do? At least what I'm going to do. I'll probably kill my shrub. Uh, is I'm going to find lower, if I've got enough, find lower branches that are coming out one or two feet tall, probably one foot tall. Well, in other words, in, on, uh, under the plant and uh, cut everything else off. Really? That is kind of a drastic. Yeah. Why, uh, well, I don't know how to move them down. I, I see mine are got leaves at the top. Okay. I mean, uh, they like trees. So the, the shearing would not would No, not shearing won't work. Yeah, because, you know, it do. The shearing works if you're you've got full foliage all the way through. Yeah, and right. they, and they, of course, if they haven't been sheared for twenty five years, that's it's a little tough to get them. Another <laughs> no, well, I thought they were dwarf. Well, well five foot is. 
That uh, standard yoke on Holly would be 25 feet tall. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Gonna, uh, gonna, anyway, cut, 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 cut them down. You prune them like you prune Nandinas. You know, Nandina is kind of an unusual plant to prune. Yeah. Because uh, you do exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you cut, you find the branches that are lower, the shoots that are lower, and then you remove all the tall shoots at the ground. And that's the way you bring a Nandina down. But, uh, and I hope that's going to work. Now, I don't know about rosemary. I don't think you can do that on rosemary. I wouldn't think so. Well, I mean, you could cut it. You could just cut it all almost basic to the ground. I bet you could do that with rosemary. Depends on what, what that, uh, how much sun is getting into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, canopy. Because you've got uh, a newly planted one or one that's uh, relatively young. It's got lots of shoots coming up. But those old leggy ones, I right. guess they don't. But I, if they're not too old... They've got that recovery ability. Of you could just cut them off right at the ground. Now, this, uh, we warn you about uh, all you listening out there to, that take this advice that you do so at your own peril because uh, it might kill them. It might kill them. The older, but if it does, yeah. you just yank them out. You already got a hole there. And we get you a new Morpheo uh, Pond Holly. That'll last you another 25 years. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that's the key there with that decision. If, that, if they're at the point where you don't like their looks, they're not functioning the way you expect them to, then you're not gambling a, real, a lot. You're, yeah, right. You say, I'm going to try to get it to perform the way I want. If it doesn't, you just replace them. Yeah, I got scolded by Greg Grant. He couldn't walk up my sidewalk for my dwarf Yopon Holly. He scolds everybody. Uh, that mostly know. Jerry, though. Mostly Jerry is right. He said, you need to cut these back a little bit, don't you? <laughs> oh, don't you? That was nice. So he, he made it like a question. I think I just it wasn't put that a statement. in there. Oh, okay. All right, we're going to take a break while we do. Uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We'll be right back after the news on AM 930. The, the answer. Breaking news, stimulating talk. This is 930 AM, The Answer, KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Michael Harrington. The Ethiopian Airlines plane that crashed shortly after takeoff from Addis Ababa this morning, killing all 157 people on board, was carrying delegates to a major United Nations environmental conference in Nairobi. Authorities say more than 30 nationalities were amongst the dead, including eight Americans. No word on what could have caused the disaster, which occurred in fair weather not far from the airport. President Trump to release his 2020 budget plan tomorrow, and White House economic advisor Larry Kudlow says Mr. Trump has an eye on that growing budget deficit. 
We believe the 3% growth rate of 2018 will continue in 2019 and beyond 2020 and so forth. I think uh, the other element is always to limit spending. And the president is proposing um, roughly a 5% across the board reduction in domestic spending accounts. It will be a tough budget. Cudlow appeared this morning on Fox News Sunday. The Senate will hold a vote soon on the Democrats' proposed Green New Deal. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew. Democrats like Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan say the deal is about leaving the world a better place. This is real. This subject is real. It needs a real discussion. But Republican Charles Grassley says the original New Deal left a legacy of job-killing new regulations. Small businesses struggled to comply. Job creation stalled. Republicans are hoping a vote may widen a rift between Green Deal supporters and some older Democrats who see it as being too extreme. Bob Agnew reporting. North Korean voters, including leader Kim Jong-un, at the polls today to approve a new lineup of roughly 700 members for the national legislature. But in this election, there won't be any surprises. The outcome's already set. Voters get only one candidate to choose from. And in typical North Korean fashion, turnout is compulsory. More on these stories at townhall.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and we're sitting on the porch on a pretty Sunday afternoon, and we're uh, here so that you can come on out and talk with us and ask your gardening questions. Bring pictures, bring samples. We'll be happy to take a look at them, and sometimes that makes it easier. Or you can call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We casually mentioned Calvin's uh, article in yesterday's paper, uh, which he talks about... Uh, survivable roses and the number one coming up Belinda's Dream is number one on his list and uh, he describes them if you got yesterday's paper or you can go to plantanswers.com I think we've got a a description of Belinda's Dream yeah we got uh, some I know some articles I've written in past years that we talk about them in the archives, and then he uh, he he uh, he uh, can't can't get past this Katie Road uh, nomenclature. Oh, carefree beauty! That, that was the happiest day of my life when I re- when they realized that <laughs> that that was a hybrid. Oh, and that's a, a modern I remember that modern out. hybrid. I'm trying to remember how we found that out. Because was it on the show, perhaps? And then, oh. well, it was okay. over I, several shows. I think you made people repeat it three or four times. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you repeat that for Calvin? Well, it's and an, poor antique rose emporium. Was no, really <laughs> that was that. Home, yeah. So they all they all, for the longest time they felt obligated to. Uh, they did you know they did a good job. They admitted that yes, in fact, it was a modern rose and uh, and the genetic. Investigation verified that, and we admit we admitted it's carefree beauty pink 
still a good rose. But. Oh yeah, well that's that's kind of a compliment to the rose, to a modern rose to make the yeah. heirloom rose list. And one of the things that a lot of people, well, of course, the flower is beautiful and it's tough. It's just big like too. Yeah, same size as Belinda's dream, basically, the plant. But the uh, oh, the bloom is yeah, yeah, yeah. and the uh, the hips, the rose hips. If you uh, use them in recipes or uh, like them for wildlife, uh, they produce rose hips. Carefree beauty, there. Yeah, uh huh. And the thing about the rose hips, they produce them during that whole blooming period. It's just like Belinda's dream. Oh. You know, it might in a typical year it might bloom seven months or eight months out of the year. And it's not, it doesn't bloom, stop blooming and produce rose hips. It just keeps blooming and then the individual. The hips, hips are there. Yeah, the hips are, are related to the individual roses. So Usually they, with others, they just produce in the fall. Yeah. The rose hips. Yeah. And, well, you know, when once the bloom stop, stop. But so it's a, it's a real interesting plant. Those but rose the, hips are attractive too. Yeah. Don't they turn red? Yeah, they do. And uh, now this one is not. You know, it doesn't dominate dominate the plant yeah. because you got because you got the, the the roses in there usually most of the time too. So, but uh, it is a taste. You know, it has a kind of a taste. People use it in recipes and make tea out of it. And then the birds, it's a la- it's a rather large rose hip, so the birds have to kind of pick at it. But uh, so they, you know, they don't go in there. The mockingbird doesn't go in there and swallow yeah. anything whole. But they they do appreciate them. Do they? Have you seen any seedlings come up? No, I haven't. Uh, the birds haven't disseminated no, any seedlings. No, I haven't seen any seedlings. Okay. From uh, that's uh, yeah, that's I would notice them. I think too. Yeah. And then uh, that's Carefree Beauty, also called Katie Road. I wonder what they sell it here as. I bet they sell it as Katie Road. I bet they do too. So, um, I guess I could look in my handy dandy rose uh, uh, list. And where uh, is your hand? Do you have your handy dandy rose? Yes, list? right okay. here. Mrs. Dudley Cross is on there. Martha Gonzalez, another. Yeah, Martha Gonzalez, uh, and that's a smaller rose. Yeah, like that's a. That's like your dwarf, uh, Yopan Holly, though, too. And I, I like the the place that was really used effectively is over at that klrn studios because mm-hmm. they got the parking lot and you know the sidewalks and then they have these little gardens in inner space what usually happens is that you people tromp through the gardens mm-hmm. and then, oh. but the the little katie road rose is a bright you know blood red blooms long blooming season just like these other ones we're talking about and uh got enough thorn to protect it so, you know, in direct traffic, you know, so you wouldn't... You mean Martha you know, Gonzalez? Martha Gonzalez, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily, you wouldn't cut across, uh, uh, like, you know, like the churches or the government buildings, you know, when you got those yeah. new, new sidewalks going yeah. up with the, with the uh, garden in between, and then they try to grow flowers in there for a while, and they give it up because everybody yeah. goes through schools. Um, but so it's not a savage, savage plant, but it's a small, disciplined plant, but tough. 
Uh, yeah, you don't have to prune it very much. Yeah, it's good. Zero. If at all. Good uh, drought tolerance. And that, that is another one of those hot, you know, it's kind of a canyon area downtown. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just pro- seems to prosper uh, wherever it's planted as long as it's getting enough sun. But and uh, tell the story of Miss Dudley Cross. Yeah, Miss Dudley uh, is thornless. That's the neat thing about it. She's the only thornless rose that you mentioned here. I don't know, metabolist. Does that have thorns? That has thorns? Yeah, I don't. they may not be too savage, but... Yeah, I mean, they're not like a, a yeah. hybrid tea or something. No. But uh, Miss Dudley uh, is easy to propagate. And to show you how easily it was, uh, we had a row search uh, to determine... What was the most popular rose in San Antonio? And uh, Miss Dudley came out came out on top, mainly because of all the people on the south side that had uh, that had gotten cuttings from the pers- first person that got Miss Dudley Cross, and they root so easy before before they knew it, they had two or three Miss Dudley Crosses. And uh, when we were doing the search, we'd go into these neighborhoods. We'd, we'd go travel through neighborhoods, and some neighborhood would have no Miss Dudley Cross. Some neighborhood would have every yard full of Miss Dudley huh. Cross because they root so easy. They passed me down. Plants. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of a kind of a light peach color. Yeah, they. Uh, they they use them. I, I don't know if people will remember. I know some of our chronologically matured people will remember. But uh, a peace rose used oh, yeah. to be the be the one that everybody wanted to grow. Yeah, that's right. That is a similar color. Sometimes they have success and sometimes they don't. Miss Dudley is a substitute for peace rose. Yeah, and it's grow in my. Yard. I've got uh, almost all these roses that uh, we talk about in the story, and uh, right now the Mrs. Dudley Cross is the one that's it's blooming, blooming, blooming the good. most. Yeah, it uh, it's a it little blooms lot. in the fall too, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Same. You know, both of those two uh, periods, just like uh, Belinda's Green, and it's a little larger though the plant. Yeah. Eight feet by you know eight feet, so. It uh, takes a little more room, but makes a nice specimen plant, too. And no thorns, so... Yeah, my neighbor used to have one. Uh, and uh, that's stupid that I'd watch it all the time. And it would it would, uh, it would uh, bloom all the... Mainly in the fall and winter. And uh, when nothing else was blooming. And uh, see, they'd... Prune every couple of years. They'd come out and prune that sucker to the ground, almost. Was the, did somebody do that to mine? Too? No, <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, some TV that we filmed I was a few years ago. Have that. you got any proof of that? Have <laughs> yeah. you got any proof of that? Yeah, I think I still have the video. <laughs> Let's take it again. Okay, we got one stock left. Whatever. <laughs> but Poor uh, Calvin. He nearly had his uh, sprinkler system run into by an aerator, and then his Belinda's <laughs> dream had to be uh, 
creating the wine glass effect again and again. And what again. did it take? Two years to grow out of yeah, it? Yeah, didn't. I don't know. Really he, didn't. He, he, <laughs> he whines about that. I don't know. That just shows you that uh, it will grow out of it. There you go. Uh, and then my favorite, uh, which we're fortunate enough to have here at Millburgers, is uh, Grandma's Yellow, named after Dr. Larry Stein's grandmother. Uh, and it, uh, we, it's, we had, had a lot of them on the market there for a while, but uh, the, main, the, the main nursery that had at one time 30,000 uh, quit growing it because uh, what what they do now, uh, they would grow it from cuttings, of course. I mean, it's, it's from cutting. Uh, what they do now is grow grafted roses for the market. In other words, they get them in the winter and then bring them down to San Antonio and then pot them up and then... Uh, and then they bloom out early in the spring for places like Walmart and uh, uh, Lowe's and places like that. And they're full of leaves and probably blooms by the time they get it. So they can turn a profit quicker by doing that, already grafted roses, uh, than they can uh, Grandma's Yellow. Even though they never, they didn't have any trouble with Grandma Joe as far as rooting it was concerned. Well, and it's uh, it's almost as tough as these these uh, roses we've talked about. It is, yeah. And it's it's. Uh, I've got one that's blooming. Milton, is yours blooming now still? What's that? The uh, Grandma's yellow. Oh uh, no, it still looks good, and it's still growing. Yeah. Well, it, it, but uh, I'll have to look and see. Yeah, you got new foliage that's kind of reddish. Have, I did have the reddish foliage, and that's, I think that's the, now that's greening bud, up. There's buds down in there. Okay, unless I'm not getting them in enough sun. No. Because it did bloom that once. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got buds. Okay, I'll look and see. I'll take a picture. Uh, what else there. can you be growing now from seed? Oh. That, that I, Laura Bush thing. Oh, good. I'm sorry. I know what I was going to say. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the, the all uh, I, I won't say all of these roses get and uh, in, in the right conditions they'll uh, be defoliated by uh, black spot. I know Belinda's dream and Grandma Yellow will. The secret to them is they're on their on their own rootstock and uh, they come back. You take a hybrid tea and defoliate that thing in the middle of summer or early, late spring, and uh, it'll kill it hmm. sometime. Yeah, I really, I've, these I've had, uh, uh, Jerry, you're familiar with that bed, too. I, it's basically a subsoil mm-hmm. so, out of a, where we had did a patio. I took the subsoil and put it in a rocky uh, rocky area and planted these tough modern roses in there and uh, they minimal care uh, I do now have drip irrigation in there but for a long time good. I didn't have uh, irrigation and they survived but you can, you can certainly tell the difference if you if they get uh, generous watering every two weeks mm. they're, they're going to do much better the foliage and the, and the uh, 
uh, blooms. But these are these are these are roses that qualify as xeriscape plants, yeah, as yeah. far as I can tell. Have you seen Carefree Broody with uh, black spot? You know, I haven't. It, 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 I have never seen it that I that I really noticed it. Okay, I'm I sure mean it I'm hadn't sure. defoliated. Yeah, there. no, no, not defoliated. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there must have been some that had it, but uh, n- not where it was a major impact. Where where it performed any different than the Belinda's Dream that around them and the okay. So now I better knock on wood here. Yeah. <laughs> now Martha Gonzalez, I've. Uh, uh, those are tiny leaves. Tiny red Aaron. And mm-hmm. about the only thing I've seen bother Mar- Martha Gonzalez is spider mite on those tiny leaves. Huh. Sometimes, those, and the tiny leaves fall off if they get uh, heavy yeah, dose seen, of spider mite. I haven't seen that. I don't know. if I, I, I haven't seen black spot on Miss Dudley. Uh, Weather... Yeah, uh, the we- yeah. The weather has always been the key factor in uh, these these tough modern roses. You know, we talk about well, they might bloom, might bloom nine months in a in a year if the weather cooperates. Doesn't get too blasted hot. Doesn't have too much drought, or the winter is not too cold. That butter butterfly rose, some yeah, winters. That, yeah, that that thing will continue blooming right into the winter time. Yeah. I yeah. saw one blooming the other day in my neighborhood. Yeah, mine's mine's blooming pretty well right now. But uh, were you always over there by, uh, oh, where the uh, San Antonio Water System uh, office used to be in uh, Aldaco, St. Paul Square. Mm-hmm. There's some in the, in those uh, little courtyard areas that are... That's shaded, too, isn't it? Um, Kinda. Yeah, kind of. You know, I think six hours of light they've got. Yeah, you know. More or less, depending on where you're at. But, uh, gosh, it always amazed me. You know, you walk behind this, turn a corner by this building, and there's that butterfly rose in December blooming up a storm. Oh, yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Wade is on the line. Hi there, Wade. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, <laughs> South Texas. How are you doing today? Very good, sir. I just have two questions for the gentleman this afternoon. One is I've been having a hard time finding the very bright fluorescent orange Tropicana rose. Yeah, that's an I old think, rose. I think it's a hybrid tea. Yeah, it's an old hybrid tea. Right. Wait yes, a minute. Sir. Let me see if we have it. All right, he's going to look it up. What's, what's your second question while he looks? Okay, the second question is, okay, and this goes in hand with uh, roses. Ortho used to make a product. It was in a cylinder tube, about a foot and a half tall, and it was about three inches in diameter, and it was a granule systemic for roses. I can no longer find that tube or that food, and it would make roses effortless to grow. Huh. Huh. I mean, it would take care of black spot. Yeah, it was... It would take care of black spot, powdery mildew, uh, all kinds, and it it produced beautiful roses. With a real high petal count. Oh, okay. it was sold as systemic rose. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, from ortho. Triforine. It was triforine was the active ingredient. Yeah, and funginex basically. In about uh, 1991. I, yeah, I, this, uh, that, uh, they also had they had that what you said in there. Triforine, uh, fungi, uh, fungi, fungi, fungi. funginex, yeah. 
But they had uh, Dicistone, I think, in there. Could be. Okay, so that would be the taking up, for that you put it around the base of the rose, and it would be uptaken by the by the rose. Huh. Yes, yes, sir. The trace is within uh, ear distance of the station now, although he's helping a customer. Uh, but maybe he'll come up, uh, if not now, in a few minutes and, and talk about him. Um, so I don't know. So you haven't been able to find it? Is that what you're saying? Correct, Tropicana? Sir. No, not Tropicana. The, Tropicana, the, the systemic. Uh, I've not been able to find it, but I don't think they're even making, Ortho's even making that product anymore. I just thought I'd ask because you all might know something I do not. No. no I haven't uh, seen it. I don't think they, they make it anymore either. They've, they've got yeah, some... Um, I was buying it from the little Millburgers y'all used to have on West Avenue over there. Oh, boy. They were the cute little Millburgers. Yeah, you there. go back a while. Yes, that's sir. great. That's I, uh, I've always been doing business with y'all because I get a great product from you guys. Good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I remember running and, and being in that neighborhood and seeing that Millburgers, too. Yes, sir. Uh, right there near in, in between Lock Hill, Selma, and uh, Blanco and on Blanco, West Blanco, yeah. Not too far from Blanco. I don't know what's there now. I think it's a restaurant, but... Anyway, it is. It's um, a restaurant. Wade, have you ever just did you see any Tropicana in there, Jerry? No. Wade, did you ever just look on the internet, look up Tropicana, see if there's any uh, suppliers that have identified it as available through them? I'll do that, but you're always my first outlet and source because yeah. of the quality of a product I get. Well, I'm looking at the rose list, the rose colors. And I looked under all colors, even though the main one is orange coral. Call it coral. And uh, they got one called Tropical Lightning coming in. I don't know if that has anything to do with the other one. Uh, that's, uh, well, I'll check around. Uh, usually I, yeah. I check out uh, from the rose catalogs I have if I can't. Uh, you know, like Jackson Perkins, I think. And when Trace comes up, we'll ask him, too. You know, that, that question or that... Discussion will be would be real interesting to the Rose Society people too. Oh yeah, because I'm I'm sure there's some of them that uh, uh, have the same fond memories of that rose that you Yeah, that that's do. an old old rose. Yeah. That that's two two Saturdays from now, Milton. Yeah, the twenty third. Yeah, you should come on out here the twenty third too. Because they yeah they'd interest they'd be interested in your experiences. Twenty third. Okay, I'll put that down. Yeah, yeah ten to two. And, uh, yeah, just come on out anytime. Uh, they'll be there from the whole time and just answering questions. Yeah, come while we're on the show so we can, uh, you can uh, learn from what you found out about both those questions. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thanks, Thanks Wade. Wade. You take care. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's talk to Lloyd. He's got a question for us at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Lloyd. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just enjoying your show. Thank you. Um, got a question. Um, years back, I had a pepper, and it was called Parsons Potent Pekin. There you and, go. Uh, I'd like to get some more of those. Where can, I, where can I get those? You were supposed to save the seed. No. Uh-oh. I lost Jerry. Milt? Yeah, we're... Hello? Yeah, you hear us? there we go. Okay, sorry about that. You were supposed to save the seed, guy. Oh, did you know that, Wait, Lloyd? Oh, you you, you got to buy them in seed. Well, no, they. I don't they, think they, they exist they, they, anymore. They do not. Long, they no longer exist. 
Oh. Now, now there's gardeners out there that have some of the seed they've yeah. saved. Yeah. But you'd have to, you know, uh, um, if you go to the men's garden club meeting or if you call the ma- the master gardener help desk and leave a little note <laughs> that, you know, you're looking for some of that seed, uh, somebody might have some to, to uh, share with you. Yeah. But, but uh, what did you like about the pepper? Well, I like the size, I like the shape, and I like the taste. I mean, it it, uh, it was just the right size, and uh, yeah. it, it didn't it didn't beat you up with heat. It it was it was just a good flavor pepper. Yeah, a lot of people said it had a good flavor. You did. So, and why didn't did you say uh, that, Jerry? No longer available. <laughs> because I didn't save enough seed, and uh, uh, there's it. It w- You're the only one that wants it. Uh, <laughs> in other words, it's really? not a good seller. I'll be darned. Okay. Now I did save. I did save the seed, and the plants have been. The seed has been planted for Rio Grande Gold. Oh, good. Now that one yeah. Elton like. Yeah, it's not hot though, like the. Uh, no, no. The penguin. But I, be- I bet you'll f- be able to find it if you do a little search. But that. Uh, Call the extension office, ask for the master gardener desk, and just, they've got a little bulletin board. You can just leave a little note. Or, okay. But the easier thing might be just go to the San Antonio Men's Garden Club meeting. They held it at, they held. First Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, and it's over. Grotto. Grotto. Yeah. Grotto, yeah. And they, okay. there's somebody there will have them. All right. Well, we'll give it a try then. Good Thanks, luck. Lloyd. Yeah. All right. I All right. do thank you very much. You bet, man. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's take a break. While we do, you give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's Spring Vegetable Garden Seminar. David Rodriguez, Extension Horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right, the San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord, but it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. 
We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Have you tried digital marketing but don't know if it's getting you customers? Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is working and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to SurroundSanAntonio.com. SurroundSanAntonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? (laughs) It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. Wait, I'm going to give you the number. I know you're familiar with it, but we'll give it out. Uh, and uh, suggest you just call the nursery on the Tropicana Rose, uh, 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760. And just ask them if they're going to be getting them in. Uh, you're not, you're, you don't have confidence that Jerry could look through the list and not see it? No, I'm just <laughs> saying that Wade should call in and double-check and make sure. Yeah, Jerry can miss things. Too. I looked over. Maybe the color. list just uh, I looked under every color. Things sometimes change. I'm just saying. And uh, I looked under the different categories. I want Brad to be satisfied. Just okay. Not Brad. Brad's coming up. Wait. Brad is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Brad. What's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Oh, two questions. One, what was the weather station that's all got that percentage of how much precipitation that we may get? 
I can't hear. Yeah, well, you're you're you got kind of weak on us there. What was what was the question again? Okay, y'all were talking about the chances of rain while ago, and one of y'all oh, mentioned the weather app. It was, that said, it was weather.gov. I was looking weather. at. Yeah, I looked at okay. AccuWeather, uh, AccuWeather.com, and Weather.gov. Okay, thank you. And the other sure. question is, I've got a chain link fence. I would like to plant something on it to, uh, that would be pretty for my neighbors. That wouldn't show, you know, they couldn't see through it. And last year I planted some butterfly vine, and before I planted it one evening, and the next day the deer taking it all away. So, uh oh. What happened? It's got to be deer. Butterfly vine. What happened to it? Deer ate it. Really? No, yeah. That can't be true, Jerry. <laughs> we they don't eat in Hollywood Park. Yeah. that uh, The two vines that Jerry and I like the best, I think, are cross vine and butterfly vine. And we th- we're thinking, uh, based on the performance in uh, Hollywood Park, that the butterfly vine didn't get eaten by the deer. I know the cross vine gets eaten by the deer because they... I planted it several times on my fence, and yeah, they, yeah. this that that is something they go out of their way to get at. Yeah, far far that cross yeah. line before you yeah. switched over to butterfly. Hmm. So I it's wonder, one day if, the the one one thing that works, except it's not really a vine; it's a leaner at Carolina Jesamine. That's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, you you have to kind of manage it a bit. I put it, had it on a wood fence, and it was fully capable of growing right up the side and covering right. the whole thing. Yeah. But if a big wind would come, you know, if it, it would it would just kind of fall, potentially fall off. Uh, so that you know that wouldn't happen on a vine that clings like cross vine or butterfly vine. Now I had it on a chain link fence. How to do and that. it would go through the oh yeah and that, hold itself up. That'd be good and uh, fragrant in the in yeah. the spring. Was it disciplined? Wasn't disciplined like no no. It just grew up and got thicker and thicker and thicker. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's it uh, hid the neighbors like he was talking about, and it's evergreen. Yeah. And we know that uh, we haven't had experience with the deer of eating it. Yeah, I, I haven't either. Okay, well, I'll try that butterfly bite again. Okay. Heading over it, so maybe it can get a better start and see what happens. Yeah, uh, if you need to repel the deer for the first month or two, get you some uh, liquid fence. Called liquid okay. fence. And that'll repel the deer until it gets established. Okay, so I'll give that a try. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Now, Brad, did you need a uh, did you need to know the weather for a certain day? I was just wondering how much rain we might get tonight and tomorrow. Oh, um, yeah, he's at two ten. I think yeah, I think uh, AccuWeather or uh, KSAT will, tells you that too. KSAT dot com for the TV station. So, in other words, oh. we're not going to get rain. Today and yeah, the only thing I saw was tonight new precipitation amounts of less than a tenth of an inch of possible. <laughs> That's not a rain. We need a rain for <laughs> blue bonnet and wildflower. It does say fifty percent chance today and tomorrow. Well, forty percent chance tomorrow. Hey, it could uh, be a tenth of an inch though. Yeah, I know. If you if you try that butterfly vine again, uh, 
keep us informed, will you, how that, how that goes? Cause that's, I will. Uh, that's kind of one we were de- depending yeah. on to be a <laughs> a deer. Yeah. Not, not deer-proof, but deer-tolerant. Uh, uh, yeah. Tolerant, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try it, and I'll call you all back and keep you informed. Thank you, okay. thank you. But protect it thank for the all. first couple of three months. That's yes, a good sir. idea. Yes, sir. do that. So, okay. All right. You take care. Appreciate y'all. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And that forecast, by the way, is for San Antonio. Um, I don't know if that includes surrounding cities or... Yeah, yeah. I see, actually, yeah, well, yeah. So let's, let's see, Austin, San Antonio. Let's see what it says. Um, or we'll look, we'll look for, like, where was he? Was he in New Braunfels? Yeah. Okay. Has your cemetery iris bloomed yet? Oh, Tim? yeah, it's blooming. Why? I had, the, yeah, and I had an early bloom. Um, I got wow. a, I've got a couple beds to there. There's the... the, the the original bed is really in deep shade now, and that blew, had a few blooms. The the ones that are blooming now are the ones out in the full sun, and yeah. that I'd transplanted there a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. And they look. They didn't get affected by that uh, cold freeze. weather at all. That yeah. freeze, yeah. Uh, it's up at the it's up at the uh, high end of my, my yard, so that may have been a factor. It probably didn't get as cold there as it did down at the bottom. Yeah, uh, Neil Spare got a question that we often get. Uh, the question was, we brought some uh, cemetery iris four years ago. They bloomed well initially, but it looks like I'll get nothing this year. Is the soil warm, uh, I mean wrong, or are they too crowded, or are they planted too deeply? <laughs> I'd like to make them productive again. Uh, Did they say shade? Neil said they do need full sun. Yeah, that's... Uh, and he said it would be odd for them to be crowded uh, that quickly within yeah, four years. Because, yeah, they're, they're still blooming in so, some sites after 30 years. So. Yeah. If you, pr- if you planted the rhizomes more than one inch deep, uh, perhaps you did get them too deep. Did you just lay yours on top of the ground? I just, yeah, I just uh, have the top of the rhizome level with the soil. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that seems that seems strange. You know, if you did that, if you planted them too deep, I'm not sure that you wouldn't see that in the foliage performance, too. Just, I can't, I can't imagine it just affecting bloom. And not fo- and not the foliage. Yeah. And they they may be jumping the gun. I, I've been watching some uh, their iris. I don't know if they're cemetery iris or not. On the way out to Fair Oaks, and uh, they've perked up, but they haven't bloomed yet. Hmm. And yeah. they they're thick. I mean, they're as thick as they're in a dog back. And uh, let's see, we didn't you. Say that the deer won't eat iris. They they've never eaten them in my yard. In fact, I planted a whole, a whole area outside the fence, uh, uh, about sixty feet, sixty feet by uh, six feet of uh, bearded iris and some cemetery iris mm-hmm. mixed in. 
And they they haven't eaten. They didn't either one. Didn't eat either one. No. Okay. And they're, and they're, the bearded iris are just the earliest. I the deal was I wanted blue iris, and so the we've got a number of different varieties, and yeah. some, some of them are starting to bloom, but uh, they'll they'll quite often they'll be blooming in April or early May even. Yeah. And with the uh, heavy rains coming in this week, yeah. Wishful thinking. Uh, Let me see if I can find out the amount of rain. <laughs> it's time to get the, uh, you, all you folks out in Wilson County that got grass burrs, and that includes you if you live in Wilson County. Uh, it's time to get the pre-emergence down before yeah. the heavy rains come in. <laughs> and, uh, and with sand burrs... Calvin recommends... Uh, Amaze or Dimension. Amaze. Uh, XL. Uh, yeah. Amaze and Dimension. Yeah, XL is basically the same thing as Amaze, but it's a it's a larger quantity, big 50-pound 50, 50 bags. So you've you got a big area. So you save quite a bit of money. We used it down there in uh, Rockport. In our Do we sell XL here? No. Uh, thanks. No, uh-huh. but we uh, have a, I think we have Amaze now and we have Dimension. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought, I thought what was the, yeah, but the the thing about sandburrs, the the reason, you know, if when we're talking about the winter weeds, we talk about that September first date. You're if you miss that, you're going to miss quite a few of the the weeds. But the thing about sandburrs is that they they're summer weeds, aren't they? Yeah, they'll come up. They'll the the the, the seed the burrs will will be coming up over a long period. And in fact, uh, the one of the best treatments is to uh, put it down now, immediately, but also put it down in ninety days later <laughs> in June, uh, so that you get that second or that longer season. Yeah, we uh, we talked about putting it down earlier, and uh, some people believe that the cool the cold weather or cool weather that we had. Might have delayed the germination. Especially with sandburrs. Yeah, with sandburrs. So you still got time to get your uh, amaze or dimension down. Now, right. what what is the difference between... Amaze is for grassy. It's, it's for sandburrs, right? It's on the label. Yeah, and the, the thing about both of those is they do a pretty... They do a good job on... Uh, Broadleaf? Broadleaf and grasses. Okay, good. Yeah, no, that uh, you know, if you use those, a dimension or a maze for uh, in uh, for the winter weeds, you can have it address rescue grass and also you know, Jerry's favorite bed straw. There you go. My neighbor still unmowed his yard, Milton. Oh no! I saw a cat crossing his yard today, out of sight. <laughs> I saw the rustle under yeah, the Yeah, the, 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 uh, that weed is so high that you can't see a cat. Well, and speaking from experience, the higher that weed gets, the more difficult it is. Oh, to yeah, down. absolutely. I was fighting. I had to go back two or three times in spots with where I cut, yeah. cut yesterday. Hey, let's take a break while we do. You give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas with 
Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch is coming up. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Verde Road. You know, you've heard me say it. Growing things in San Antonio, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you'll be. And Millburgers is the place to go to get that knowledge. Next Saturday, March 16th, from 1030 until noon, Millburgers will be presenting your family's spring vegetable garden seminar. David Rodriguez, extension horticulturist with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service, will be at Millburgers. He'll be showing you how to select the right plants for your spring vegetable garden, how to care for them, how to plant for them, and what happens when you spot problems. David will be presenting this great workshop, Rain or Shine, and you can go to millburgernursery.com to learn more. Now, the Saturday after that, March 23rd, Millburgers will be presenting answers to your rose questions. That's right, the San Antonio Rose Society will be on hand for their annual workshop on how to grow roses in San Antonio. It's absolutely free from 10 to 2, and you're going to learn everything you've always wanted to know about growing roses here in town. That's all at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. The Dell Wamsley Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Make 2019 the year you go to the Holy Land. Get complete details and sign up for Stand with Israel 2019 at 930amtheanswer.com. That's 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Gal Thomas. How many illegal aliens massing at and crossing our border would it take for the left to declare an emergency? In February, there were more than 76,000 illegal border crossings and inadmissible foreign nationals, the most in that month in 12 years. Some experts are predicting at this rate, border crossings for the year will be more than three times what they were in 2017 and nearly double last year's border crossings. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen predicted at a House committee hearing on Tuesday that this year would see 900,000 border crossings. She was accused by one Democrat as lying and by another as 
as lacking compassion. Most people understand the game the left is playing. They're after votes, and because they're okay with the killing of U.S. babies through abortion, 60 million so far, they need to find votes somewhere else. If this is not stopped, America as we know it and have known it will be no more. The radicals would be fine with that. Are you? President Trump has the power to order a wall be built. Will he? I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. We could kind of address that, too. He uh, He's already looking for stuff, but uh, looking for colorful perennials that are no longer, no larger than a couple feet tall. What did y'all recommend? Like the Trace recommended the uh, the purple lantana or what was it? Uh, yeah, purple lantana and uh, acufia. Sometimes it'll freeze out. And he recommended uh, maybe... Uh, Salvia Gregia. Salvia Gregia. And, uh, base, and uh, all that yellow plant there. Uh, basically yeah. all the plants right here in front of our station. Yeah. I was thinking... And Bobon. He usually... He was uh, bragging last week on the drift roses. I wondered... If that would be a good choice, is that gonna? Is that about two feet tall? Would it keep yeah, blooming all year? They're a little tougher to. Oh, okay. To grow than these guys are. Okay. And then, of course, if you got deer. Oh, did it was a deer issue? I know. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, that he didn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, of course, uh, the <coughs> lantanas and uh, that that uh, Mexican honeysuckle over there is kind of a nice mounding colorful plant too the deer don't eat and at least yeah, he wanted a perennial oh, yeah yeah all right 210-308-8867 still have plenty of time left in the show to give us a call but you got to call quick 210-308-8867 yeah neil had a interesting way to tell um take all root rot uh from uh brown patch root rot or blade one he said, you can easily tell them apart, uh, and is is to give them, uh, the way, the easy way to tell them apart is to give them, give the grass a yank. If runners and blades come up easily together, that's t- tar. Uh, t- take all root rot. Oh. If the blades separate from the runners because they are rotted at the bases, runners remaining intact on the soil and green, uh, that's brown patch. You know, and we, but we use that same technique to to, to determine if we've got uh, grubs too. If because uh, grub better, son. Yep. Grub. <laughs> <laughs> if. Uh, Quite often, you know, it's like a toupee. If you've got grubs, it's like a toupee, and the stuff will come up too. See, it's 
you gotta you gotta make that diagnosis that it that it is a fungus before yeah. you can use that trick. And the the problem with that that is that the uh, the timing. Uh, I like Neil's uh, original talk about the timing of those two diseases. If you see the take all patch, you see it in the summertime usually, and then if you see you see the the uh, uh, brown spot, the brown patch that that is in the the fall usually. But I guess his kid, what the issue was there that uh, this year is kind of strange. Yeah. So, so you get a little different. Okay, we got Mario on the line with a question on citrus trees. Hey, Mario, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great. Yourself? Good, good. How can we help you? I have grapefruit, lemons, tangerines, and oranges. And I want to sell that property. And I wanted to see what my options try and take some of the, either try and grow some of these trees myself, you know, taking them, but they told me and plant them, or you suggest I could dig them out and take them with me. How big are the uh, trees? Uh, about twelve feet. So twelve feet. About twelve feet. Oh Lord, be tough. I don't think we're gonna be digging that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, if you got the, you got, you know, like limes or lemons in containers, that would that be a different story. But they're not, they're not. Uh, just, just the ease of getting a new plant compared to trying to dig that out and have it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your success rate is going to be small. Yeah. What about just okay. from seed from this? The, the seed going to be forever for yeah. If you got seven five to years. seven years. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be happy to sell you some citrus trees. That's there you go. That's the best best answer I could give you. Yeah, oh, these okay. are these are this is headquarters for the best of the best citrus. Okay. And if you hurry, you can get some unrooted. Uh, I got some more coming. Oh, have you got yes. some more unrooted? Yeah, well, coming. Okay. There's about ten of them out there now, but there'll be more this week. Okay. Yeah, kind of get, look, get them of, on their own roots. Yeah, kind of look at that option uh, because mm-hmm. boy, that that'd be tough to get a twelve footer, all that work, and then to to be successful with it, it's not not as easy to transplant as a rose is or something. All right. Okay. Sorry, man. How about how about <laughs> cutting some limbs and planting them and fertilizing them? See, you know, I don't know if I can grow them that way. No, they're. Uh, Seven. They're very difficult to root. What is Pardon? it? Okay. Uh, from limbs. Oh. Uh, you have to have a mist bed and use rooting hormone, and uh, it still takes quite a quite a while to do it. Is it a sentimental oh. thing that you just want to keep them, or you really enjoy the fruit? And you know what you have, or both. My, both? my okay. dad. My dad had a green thumb in his hometown where he was from. That's all he had was orange trees. No. But you can't, you can't spice them, or what do you call them? What am I thinking? Yeah, graft. Graft, thank you. I don't know what I was thinking of. Uh, it's not a thing for the average person. Okay. But you can, you know, yeah. you can do a kind of a deal with the sentimental thing. Do Go ahead and collect some of the seed and just have a representative of it. But, I'll, you know, in terms of a fast return of your fruit, just get yourself some new trees yeah, uh, okay. so you have both there. You got your, you know, you got your uh, plants related to your 
uh, to your father's old gardens, and then you've got you're going to get access to fruit, and it's going to save you a lot of time and uh, effort. Do you have any satsumas? No. What you just have oranges? Yeah, we have uh, grapefruit, yeah, navel orange, lemon. Yeah. He's got a bunch uh, of different no. citrus. You don't have no, navel no. oranges? No, sir. Well, you're uh, you're missing the cold hardiest. What where what side of town you live on? Southwest of San Antonio. Okay. Is that the part of town you're gonna stay in? No, I'm going outside sixteen oh four. I don't know if we'll go south or go towards Bandera area. Pufta. Oh. Yeah, that's gonna You definitely need the south, the hardy cold hardy ones. Yeah, that's gonna like Arctic Frost and uh, mm-hmm. Naval Orange, if you want to do an orange. Bloom Sweet Grapefruit. Bloom Sweet Grapefruit. They, All of which we have here. They're, uh, or will have here. They've got, you know, you can kind of pick and choose the the most cold tolerant of for that hill country situation out there. Yeah. Okay. Mario, does that help you out a little bit? we got to run to one more yeah. call, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Good Thanks, luck. Yes. Good luck on your move. Huh? Yeah. Thank you. Manny's on the line at 210-308-8867. He's probably going to be the last call of the day. How can we help you, Manny? Very quick question. Uh, sure. Sago palm, big, probably 15 years old or more, extremely healthy. Should I prune it or not? What is it? Should you prune sago, it? Sago palm. Sago palm. Should I? I would, I would prune off any of the lower fronds that don't look good and if there's any babies that you don't want you can cut them off or try to dig them out um, i'm trying to decide whether i should bother with something. yeah you, okay. you only prune you only prune if you've got a some reason to prune if it looks good don't bother yeah it looks so good i'll have to get my son's advice on that because it looks so good <laughs> it's scary wow you know i called you last year because that white thing was coming out and, and, and it's just it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the prettiest sago palm in the city, I bet. But I got to do, so, you know, I got to just die. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I must have sold it to you. Well, just, it, just it leave it alone. Born, it might be twenty years old. Or, uh, it's pretty old. <laughs> no, I still it, might have sold it. Yeah. <laughs> they could have. Uh, Trey sounds younger than he. He just celebrated <laughs> his birthday yesterday. That's right. He just gotten older. Yeah, yeah we're and he good. looks even older than he is. Oh, so, wait yeah. a minute! He looks older than uh, yesterday. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Get... Appreciate right. it, man. See you. All right. Bye bye. Trace, we got less than a minute. You want to help us close down the show? What else? What's going on? David's um, coming next David week. David will be here next week. We got lots of color coming in. Uh, more and more of the warm weather annuals. Uh, we do have some roses coming this week. Uh, drift roses and hybrid roses. A few more fruit trees. So we're we're. Filling back up. More fruit trees? The odds and ends that we're missing. So oh, okay. Santa Rosa we were low on, so there's a few of those coming and a, a few odds and ends. Okay. Uh, we were, we had oh, somebody okay. ask for a Tropicana Rose. Yeah, it's it's been a while since. So, yeah, that's, that brings that's back memories, ride. 20 years ago memories. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we got to go. we got about 15 seconds. Thanks to Ashley. You're doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. And uh, thanks, of course, to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We will see you back here. Next Saturday, we'll be talking to David about how his presentation went on 9.30 a.m., The Answer.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.